Have you ever wondered how diecast models are made? Well, myself and Will from Smoky Mountain Diecast are going to talk about that on today's episode, and we'll be doing the first ever Stage Break Draft. All that more on this episode of the Stage Break. Episode number 29 is officially underway. Thank you so much for taking some time with me on the Stage Break Podcast for today's show. Super glad that you're here and appreciate your time. I hope that you enjoy the show that we've got lined up for you today. If you haven't connected with the show already, be sure to like, subscribe, share, leave a review. You know, Find me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Threads, YouTube. Got a YouTube channel. Nothing on the YouTube channel yet, but we're working on that. Uh, But you can go ahead and subscribe if you want. Um, You've got my website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. There's all the different places that you can find the show. Uh, The website, thestagebreakpodcast.com. Be sure to look any of those up and uh, and follow along. Stick around. Also, too, let me throw this out there. I've got buymeacoffee.com slash thestagebreakpodcast. There's links to that on my website. Um, If you want to support the show, you can do so. But the reason I bring it up is because you can follow me on there as well as you know Instagram and everything else. But I'm probably going to be putting more behind-the-scenes content that's free and public. Um, but I'll probably be doing that there. Um, there's some, some posting opportunities. It's kind of like a, um, an alternative to Patreon. So uh, you can follow along without spending a penny. Um, but you know, if you want to you know, follow along, get some behind-the-scenes content, maybe some announcements that I'll put there that I may not put on Instagram and different places, um, you can do so there. So, again, that's buymeacoffee.com slash thestagebreakpodcast. And if you don't want to remember that, just go to my website, and there's a couple of buttons. There's a button at the top that says support the pod, and then further on down, there's a, you know, support the podcast, and there's a button that you can click, and it'll take you to my Buy Me a Coffee page. So be sure to check that out if, uh, if you want to do that. And if you want to support the show, that's great. But again, no obligation. Um, that's just if you want to do so. Well, today we've got a great show lined up for you, and we're going to talk about making some diecast models. Well, joining us now is Will from Smoky Mountain Diecast. Will, thank you so much for coming on the show with me. Yes, I'm so excited to be on the show. Well, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Um, you know, the, the whole point of bringing you on is because you've got a custom die cast business that you do on the side. And, uh, you know, I think most everybody knows you can go to Walmart or Target or go online to, you know, Amazon or Lionel Diecast or whatever, some big company, and buy a diecast model. Uh, but there's people out there like yourself that uh, do that at home. And, you know, some people do it for fun. You're doing it um, for fun as well as kind of a little bit of a side gig. So, um, just wanted to get some input from you about that whole process. So just to start off, um, how, how did you get into doing custom die casts? So like back in the summer of 2022, uh, I was just pl- like, uh, putting paper on, uh, uh, Lionel racing die cast, just put paper on and all that stuff. I did that a couple times. And then I, I guess I lost interest in that or something. And then come January, I was like, 
people are selling their custom diecasts, uh, I should do that uh, for uh, on eBay. And I listed a couple for sale, and they all they all sold. I was like, that's that's real good. And these were paper diecasts. And then I uh, I saw like other like the top custom makers, and I was like, I need to be as high quality as they are. And I decided to upgrade it, upgrade all like all my quality and like start spray painting them, putting more high quality decals on them, glossing them up and taking them apart, basically. Yeah. So explain a bit of the process. I mean, you did that already, um, but like, are, are you still doing, what do you mean by like, uh, you know, paper die casts? What you, what's that like? Okay. So like, it's where you get like a car from Walmart or something and right. you print out or you try to fit the paper. Like, I don't know if you know what a template is. Yeah. You try to fit that on there and try to you just glue it on there basically. So you, are you just putting it right on top of the, the decals that are already on the car or are you taking the old decals off? Oh no. I, I don't, that was, I don't do that anymore. So like, I get like, uh, let's just say a truck diecast, and I s- drill them and like take them apart, and uh, I-, I get the window shields out and all the other stuff where it's just the metal body, right? And I, I put it in a uh, paint stripper, paint remover, uh, for a couple hours, and then I get it out, wash it off, clean it off, soap, and I spray. I put primer on first, spray paint. Uh, do a couple coats of that. I put the actual like gloss spray paint on it, and uh, then once it's all dried, like three or four days later, I put the decals on. Uh, paddles place decals and water slide decals. Wait twenty four hours. Gloss it up with some quick shine or pledge and put it back together and take some pictures and put on ebay yeah that's that's really cool i mean it's kind of quite the process but um it's not like you need a uh um, anything like crazy specialty like a specialty item or anything like that to do it it sounds like you know you can go to your um hobby store and get the um, you know, the right the right materials, right paint, whatever, and some template paper and print you up your own scheme or something. I have think... to watch a lot of YouTube videos, though. <laughs> YouTube has helped us in a lot of ways, for sure. So what's, yeah. what's um, I, I know you've made a lot just be, from seeing your Instagram page. There's, uh, there's quite a few models on there that you've made, um, or at least posted. What's, what's some of your favorite ones that you've put together? Uh, that number 25, 124 scale, uh, Mads Benedetto mountain, mountain throwback diecast. Yeah. So everyone that is, um, seeing the show announcement on Instagram, that's the car that's on that post. Um, but, uh, the one in there is a 164th. You're talking about the 124 scale. Yeah. Cool. Wh- what is it about that one that you like so much? Is it just, you know, that, are you a Matt Benedetto fan um, or is it just the paint, the scheme itself looks cool or, you know, what, what? So like, 
the fun fact, uh, uh, like I'm from Tennessee and I, I live like 30, 20, 20 to 30 minutes from their racing shop. And I mean, it, it, it's, there's some mountains where I live, big hills and a, a small mountains. And I was like, yeah, that I, I really like that because that's where I lived. Oh, so we're, you know, just the hills where you lived, it it kind of showed that in the the scheme itself. Yeah, and Matt Benedetto, uh, my favorite was my favorite driver in the truck series. So, yeah, I guess he's looking for a ride, right? Yeah, I, I was mad. But... <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, when they kicked him out of the car, you weren't happy. Yeah, I mean he he. He got like he got a win for them, but now they're going to be in the back. I mean, that's where they were before they got him, and that's where they're probably going to be after they lose him. Yeah. So, um, just to talk about him for a little bit, where do you think he should go? Like, you know, stay somewhere else in the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, Cup Series. What do you think would be the best case scenario for him? I think he should develop more in the Xfinity and Truck Series because there's not a lot of open spots in Cup that are good. Right. But yeah, wherever, any, he, wherever he can find a good spot. Any particular Xfinity team that uh, you think he'd be a good fit for? Not really. I mean, I watch the Xfinity Series. I really have a favorite team, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just curious. Um, there, there's been a lot of uh, shuffling around in that series lately, and there's some cars that are open. So um, it'd be interesting to see where he lands. Hopefully he gets a ride. The number two, Sheldon Creed, because he got kicked out. Right. Yeah, and RCR said that they're going to be making an announcement soon. So, you know, there could be something there. If I remember right, too, mm-hmm. they're, um, I know RCR is Chevy, um, but Rackley War, what, wasn't, uh, aren't they Chevy, too? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, that that could be a potential for him if, uh, um, just with the uh, his cup experience and then, um, you know, kind of making that statement early on that uh, he's looking for a ride, um, by making an announcement before the season was over and a, a long time before the season was over. So, um, you know, that'd be that'd be interesting if he ends up in that number two car for sure. Yes, for sure. So let's talk a little bit more about you, Will. Um, along with doing some custom diecast models, um, you're also involved in some kart racing, right? Yes, I am. Very fun. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what what kind of racing do you do? Um, tell us a little bit about your kart and um, you know what kind of tracks you go to. All that. Uh, so um, I do uh, like. If anyone wants to look this up, it my go kart is a Margay go kart. They're, I mean, they're spec carts, so you could go to any track that has like a a Margay, and you probably only have to change the tires and the carburetor ring ring, and you would be good to race. Uh, and they can go like seventy miles, seventy miles an hour plus. I Man, that's pretty fast on a cart. What kind of what kind yeah. of tracks? I mean, are they um, are they road course style tracks or are they ovals or road course? Because that's how the cart is built for road courses. But like it, so like there. I don't know if you know what a CIK approved track is. 
Oh, do you know that? I don't. No. It's the safety like aspects, but if it's not CIK approved, um, it's uh, it could be a dangerous track. The track I raced at was not CIK approved, and the tur- the corners were dangerous. I actually ended up getting a concussion from one of them. Well, that's no good. But yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm trying to look to get up to legend car racing. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I've never been able to do any kind of real-world racing. I've, I've done some iRacing stuff, but um, I would love to be able to get into uh, some of these cars, like a Legend car or something, and just turn some laps. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like after you do iRacing, you think you've got it all figured out, and you want to compare it in the real world and uh, see how similar it is. And I know there's uh, probably no comparison in reality, but it makes you wonder. So um, who knows? I mean, if you look to William Byron... Yeah, that's he true. Racing. Yeah, he that's that's how he got his road in. So, um, for yeah. sure, helped him. And it, it's a it's a useful tool. I've heard guys within the NASCAR world that know what they're talking about talk about i racing and and how that uh, has accelerated the learning curve for a lot of these younger drivers. So, um, but that's that's not me. I'm I'm outside of that window of opportunity. So, uh, but who knows? Maybe someday we'll get to hop in a car and. Or a cart or something, and uh, and get do some racing or something. So let's talk about the uh, the race this weekend, the South Point 400. Uh, it's at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, 267 laps, and uh, comes live on TV at 2:30 Eastern Time on NBC. Las Vegas Motor Speedway is a mile and a half track, 20 degrees of banking. And it, it is a very fast mile and a half track. I think, you know, a lot of mile and a half tracks are fast anyway. Uh, but with the, the steep t- turns and especially on that bottom groove, that bottom lane, you can really hook that white line in both turns and uh, get a lot of speed out of these cars. Um, you know, that there's a bit of a bump in that first turn, turn one and two, coming, I guess, in turn two, coming out of it. There's a bit of a bump. But three and four seems pretty smooth, and those drivers can really hook that white line if they get it hooked up right. Uh, but uh, that's the race that's coming, you know, starting the round of eight and the playoffs. And, um, you know, one of the, one of these playoff drivers wants to get a ticket into the final four. You have to, you know, wait and see. The, the chances are that, you know, just, you know, as far as just opportunity, uh, there's more non-playoff drivers than there are playoff drivers anymore. So the likelihood is if you're just going off of numbers, the, the chances are that a non-playoff driver is going to win. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, a playoff driver can pull it off. And I think they can. They've, they've got the momentum for the most part. That's why they're in the playoffs to begin with. And um, uh, I don't know. They've got a lot of drive. So I think they're going to be more aggressive towards the non-playoff drivers than vice versa. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how all of that plays out. But today... On this show, me and Will are going to do the first ever stage break draft. We're going to draft a team of drivers, and over the course of the next couple of days uh, through the weekend, I'm going to be putting a post out on Instagram that will have both of the driver or both teams that we draft here on this show, and we'll see which team accumulates the most points during the race and. 
Uh, just kind of have a little bit of fun competition here between ourselves. And if you are listening to this on Friday or Saturday before the race on Sunday, feel free to go on to Instagram, um, find my page at the, uh, the Stage Break Podcast, and, uh, and look for this post. Um, and, and maybe leave a comment uh, to what your team would be if you were to be involved in the draft or, um, I don't know, just let's have some fun with it and see where it goes and uh, see if, if people can put together a team that can outdo um, either my team or Will's team. So, Will, since you are the guest on the show, as we do this draft, you will get first pick. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you have that, and uh, let's just go back and forth. I'll let you pick first. And uh, you, you get you get you know first dibs on whichever driver you want out of the entire field, and uh, we'll see what we can come up with. So uh, who who do you got first up? Uh, Chris Busher. And why is he your pick? I just feel like he's like a kind of like a clutch driver. Uh, I think he could sneak in a win. I think you might be right there. I mean he. Uh, he he's been one of the ones you know probably especially from the Ford camp that has been uh, more dominant than a lot of Fords uh, and more consistent too and especially um, in recent races he's he's been doing pretty well so I think that's a solid pick that uh, you know Chris Busher might just uh, lock himself into the round of four this weekend. Well, my first pick is going to be William Byron. I've got him down. As my first, he, he was the spring winner here. If you look at his stats, you know, before this year, they aren't that great at Las Vegas, but he's just had such a good season. Uh, I don't know how I can pass him up. I just think he's going to do well, and he may not win, but I think he's going to be competitive. You know, Hendrick Motorsports did really well as, a, as an organization in the spring. I think they finished one, two, three. So... Um, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure how you, uh, how, how William Byron wouldn't be someone to watch. So, uh, he's going to be my first pick on the list. So, Will, who, who do you got for number two? I gotta say Kyle Larson. He's got second place in the spring race. Right. And he's been consistent through the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's been one that I think started the playoffs really good. I mean, they started with a win and you know, it kind of like made it appear as if he's going to just breeze through the playoffs and make it into the final four. But, you know, recent races haven't been that great. So you kind of wonder, well, is that is that a little foreshadowing of what this next round's going to be like for their team or are they going to pull something out? I I would lean on the side of of what you're thinking that that he's going to be one to watch on the weekend. I, I don't know. Between Las Vegas and Homestead and Martinsville, I, I think he's got a lot of good history there between those three tracks. So I don't know. It's always hard to tell because teams don't necessarily, you know, reveal. They're not going to reveal uh, what their game plan is or what they've got up their sleeve. And so I'm wondering if everything that we've seen the last few weeks from them has been 100%. It probably is. But if they were maybe saving a little bit and putting a little bit more effort into this fi- this round of eight, um, potentially. So, but yeah, second second place finish in the spring led some laps too. Um, he's definitely one to watch. Well, 
I'm sure you're going to be glad to know he was on my list. He was actually second on my list, so took one mm-hmm. from me. So can't go there. Um, man, where do I go next? Uh, let's do this. So, so I got William Byron for Hendrick Motorsports. Let's go with a Toyota. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. on this pick. He's got six straight top tens at Las Vegas. Now, that transitions back into the Gen 6 car, um, just looking at the races, so it's not all the same. However, he's kept that trend up even into this Gen 7 car and then through the first season and, and now this season with that car. So he hasn't really broken the plane of a top five. I think he's got like six-place finishes, but he's up there enough that eventually something's going to break through. And um, his playoff run so far has been anything but exciting, but because of his point standings coming into the playoffs, it's really allowed him to survive. So I think they know that their back is up against the wall a little bit, and they've got the added pressure to perform. Um, And with his consistent runs here at Vegas, I think he was going to be one to uh, keep an eye on. So he'll be my second pick, uh, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, My pick was going to be Tyler Reddick. Because he's been he's been consistent this year. We got nine top five and fourteen top tens, and got six stage wins, which is a lot. Man, I wanted Tyler Reddick bad. I I almost went with him a second ago. You stole I stole another one from me. Yeah, he's he's one to keep an eye on for sure. I I don't know if uh, it just what was it two three weeks ago maybe I had an episode talking about the sleeper, um, and I think I guess. What the round of twelve, maybe it was, um, and it was all about Tyler Reddick and why he's the one that may just get in under the radar. I think he's got a chance to do it. And I think even in that show and even now that you can kind of put Tyler Reddick and Chris Busher almost next to each other because you know they're both kind of coming from behind and kind of beating the odds a little bit. Um, but Tyler Reddick, I think, is the one that is more of a sleeper than Chris Busher based off of the season as a whole um and I, re- I really wanted him on my team because i think he's going to do well now like his stats aren't super good at vegas um but he's just had momentum and he's in the playoffs and um he did really good at the roval this last weekend probably should have won that race but because of the stage cautions it flipped the field too many times and um he kind of had to go after those points which put him behind the people that didn't care about points and went out for the win uh, Tyler Reddick, though, solid, solid pick for you. Well, that's, um, man, I really wanted him. So I'm going to go with my final pick. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll do a rounded out field. So I've got William Byron with a Chevy, Martin Truex Jr. with a Toyota, and I'll go with Joey Logano in the Ford camp. Uh, he was the pole sitter in the spring and has done, you look at his stats throughout his career at Vegas, and they are pretty, pretty good um, between... You know, poles, um, solid finishes, wins even. Uh, I, he, he's done well. Now, Penske and specifically Joey Logano and that 22 team have not been doing great in the last several weeks, but I think this might be a track where they can kind of reset a little bit and uh, make a final push to the end of the season. Obviously, they're out of the playoffs, so this is a non-playoff driver pick, but uh, he he's one that... Um, I don't know. He's he's shown he's shown before that he can run really well at Vegas, 
and uh, I think he's got a solid chance to do well again this weekend. Wait, do I pick another one, or is that the final pick? Uh, I mean, we can pick another one if you want to. Oh, I guess we can pick another one. All right, uh, let's let's go one more. Ryan Blaney, because he comes out of nowhere for for reasons, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like with that Coke 600 win, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard um, a lot of stuff, a lot of negative stuff about Ryan Blaney. Um, just a lot of people not expecting him to pull through and make it to the final four. Um, but uh, hey, you never know. He might he might pull it out this weekend at Vegas. Well, let me see who who should I pick for mine. I've got those um, last one on my list here is Alex Bowman. I'll go ahead and take him. For my fourth pick, Alex Bowman, he won in the spring of 2022, and he finished P3 the spring of this season. Uh, so he's got he's got some good runs there and has had uh, not that great of a season, just to be honest with uh, with the situation that they've been been dealt this year. But uh, I think he he's one that uh, just with his history there and the experience, it's probably a track that gives him some confidence. In the same scenario as William Byron, the Hendrick Motorsports cars uh, should unload fast unless there's uh, just something that's miscalculated. So I think you, you've got to look at uh, Hendrick Motorsports as a whole, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and put Alex Bowen on my team uh, going into the, this weekend at Vegas. Will, I, I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, come on the show with me today. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So if people want to uh, put in a request to uh, have a custom die cast made, how, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? DM me on Instagram, or uh, you can email me at my Gmail at uh, like all lowercase William Trout 2022 at gmail.com. Those are the two ways you can contact me. All right. Sounds good. So, y'all, if you need a diecast made, now get in touch with Will. He'll set you up for sure. And be sure to go check out his Instagram page, uh, Smoky Mountain Diecast. Um, we'll see. I mean, he'll he'll be tagged in my Instagram post, so you can you'll be able to find him pretty easily. But go check out the diecast. Uh, go give him some likes on there and uh, help his page out a little bit. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. And if you want to um, be involved with the the, the draft and to give us your input about uh, which team you think will uh, receive more points at the end of the race weekend, or if you have some other drivers that were not picked, uh, be sure to leave a comment under the post. And I'm sure I'm going to put it in my story as well and give you all an opportunity to input your own team. So be sure to do that. We'll see how it plays out. See which team comes out on top this weekend at Las Vegas. Well, that's going to wrap things up for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And again, Will, thank you so much for coming on the show with me. Had a great time with you. Don't forget to share and subscribe. And if you want to support the show, you can do so on our website, thestagebreakpodcast.com. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the race at Las Vegas, and I'll catch you at the next Stage Break. <laughs>